Hey everybody, this is Bevan and my co-host Biscuit Reynolds, and we are here to welcome you to uh, Bevan of Femme Over 40 and Her Friends podcast. I'm your host, Bevan. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. Today, I'm going to introduce you to my fabulous friend, Bianca Russo, who is just so funny and so fun to chat with and connect with. And we came together. I think Bianca just slid into the DMs because we were both serving uh, marginalized communities through fitness and uh, wanted to uh, network about that. And I did, uh, when I was on tour in 2018, <laughs> I visited DC and thanks to Bianca, was able to like find a place to host it and met her in person and we've kept up a friendship. And so I'm really grateful for her friendship. But something that I've really admired about her over time is just how she manages her mental health. Because I am really like, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I'm going to say it again. I think that neurodivergence is actual human diversity. Like we are not all built the same. And yet we live in a civilization that is uh, really like glorifies homogeny and being the same as everyone else and doing it the same as everyone else because like school systems and work systems really rely on us being cogs in a machine that makes billionaires wealthier and um the actual thing about humans is that we're all so different and that's the coolest part is that every human is like a unique individual and i believe every human has the potential to be a genius and to be a genius at something that they're meant to give to the world and of course genius isn't just like being book smart it's about figuring out the thing you're supposed to do and doing it on purpose and the gift that you're supposed to bring and so i think like the way that those of us who are neurodiverse, I identify as neurodiverse because I have a very different brain than what is typical, right? Um, and I think like a lot of us, um, I was pigeonholed into gate education, gifted and talented education as a kid. But uh, what's really interesting is I loved that program because they just let us figure out what we wanted to do and like go into our hyper-focus. So it wasn't like structured learning in the same way. And it's so fascinating. Like, why can't we all live like that? because uh, there's no profits in that. So anyway, <laughs> all that to say, I've watched Bianca like manage mental health in a really cool way and really lean into her strengths. And we talk a lot about the tools that she has cultivated for herself um, in this podcast. She's also such a genius at like name dropping, like where she learns things. So um, if you're in the DC area specifically and you want a good chiropractor, dog trainer, <laughs> uh, therapist, like I think she she um, gives all of that, but she's actually been living in Albuquerque uh, for the last year and a half or so. And so we talk all about that. So I'm excited for you to meet Bianca. Uh, but before that, I want to tell you about the best way to support this podcast. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com is a membership support site. It's a safe and secure server uh, where you can support creators like me who create work that you find value in. Um, my Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash FKDP, which stands for Fat Kid Dance Party, which is my aerobics class for anyone who feels left behind by mainstream fitness. So if you've ever been called too fat, too much or felt too awkward to dance, mine is the supportive class for you. Literally, like you can't get it wrong. Just showing up is the hardest part and you're celebrated for that. You can spend the whole time in the fetal position <laughs> on the couch and not do any of it. And you're still a full participant because that is really the medicine is just showing up. I love getting to teach this class and my Patreon membership 
enables me to make this my job. So I have different tiers of benefits. Um, the $7 tier gets you access to all of my Zoom aerobics classes. I teach at least five a month. Um, and the best part of class for me, and I think for other people, is the check-in about self-care afterwards. So we do the class. Um, I have 30-minute classes that are low tempo, and I have 55-minute classes that are all levels. And that, you know, you know, you can do any or all of the class from a chair, like, you know, follow your vibe. But my favorite part is that self-care check-in because I like to watch my students go over time uh, and grow over time and like uh, just continue to nourish their self-care because self-care is not like a one and done thing. It's a literal lifestyle um, of like being able to bring your best self to anything that you do. Uh, there's also a $25 tier, which is an on-demand membership. And that's really what allows us to be my job because that you know, 25 bucks a month. Um, but that is like at least 20 plus uh, videos growing all the time. It's a library of different length classes um, and different style classes. I'm working on some theme classes. I have some swap videos from other body positive instructors that I love. And I just really appreciate all the support. Um, this is my job. Getting to do this podcast is my job. I get to make up my job. Uh, because of the members who support my Patreon. So thank you so much to all of you out there who are already um, members and to all of you who are considering it. I hope that you will join us and come be part of this community. It's really my honor um, to create it. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Bianca to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Bianca. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, Bianca, as a Sagittarius son, Aries rising, Capricorn moon, would you please start us with business in the front? Tell us what you do and how people can work with you. I am a personal trainer, virtual only right now. I do one-on-one -on -one personal training on Zoom. Um, you should check me out on Instagram at hi.biancarusso. I'm Italian, B-I-A-N-C-A-R-U-S-S-O. Um, and then check out my website. I'm all for like custom fitness for like tra trans affirming workouts, fat positive workouts, trauma informed workouts, just trying to find the joy in existing in a physical body when moving it. Oh, I love it. You are my favorite type of personal trainer, which is conforming to whatever the goals are that the client wants. Yeah. Someone who's trauma informed. I mean, don't we need that? And yeah. also someone who's not going to, I mean, I bet you can serve it like daddy top personal trainer and like soft and gentle personal trainer. I feel like you could do either. I bring it all. I am switch verse, you name it, <laughs> like in all the ways. In all the ways. And also yeah. you do, um, you're, I think your Instagram is so valuable. Like you do such a good job oh. creating content that is like useful and very Thank like. Thank you for saying that. It's true. I mean, it's so hard, like as an entrepreneur, as I know, as you know, it's hard to figure out like, how do I content? You know what I mean? Like I do the same thing all the time. I'm just getting better and better. Right. But like creating content yeah. art from your personal experience and yeah. All how did the, you, the main... oh no, the, say what you're going to say. <laughs> the, the main thing that I try to do when it comes to like sharing a part of who I am on social media, because I think like the purpose of social media is like a peek into like why I why do I matter mm -hmm. right? as far as like being a business owner and um you know the story that I'm trying to tell everyone is that 
like we have this birthright to experience our our human experience like minimizing as much pain and harm as possible for ourselves and other people around us and like it takes a huge like like a tectonic plate shift in yourself to realize all of these toxic structures that have been we've been conditioned to smile and be quiet about and um like reclaiming reclaiming what it means to like exist in your physical body and like taking up that space and just like learning to just let everyone else be uncomfortable because I'm here. Which is wildly different than being socialized to stuff your needs away for everyone else's comfort. Um, exactly. And the ironic thing is, is you actually make the right people comfortable by being just your genuine self and exactly and trusting that you know, there's 8 billion people in the world. Like we're not supposed to be for everyone. Like we don't like everyone. Of course, not everyone's going to like us and that's good. And what thing that makes me really sad though, is like, it's like, oh, why are you a popular personal trainer? And then you could distill it and be a little sarcastic and say something like, well, because like, I'm really different from your typical personal trainer, which is like, I'm super nice. And I listen to you and I respect your boundaries. Yeah. Diamond in the rough. It's really sad. It makes me so sad. It is sad, but also what's great is that you're on Zoom. So you can be for anybody all over the world. And it's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. I work with, you know, dog walkers. I work with um, trial attorneys. I work with, you know, students. I work with anybody who has internet connection and a device that they can set up and like stand a yoga mat's length away from. You can have some equipment. Maybe you don't have equipment. Maybe we don't use equipment. Maybe you get some cheap equipment, you know, and like you can keep up with it while you travel because of the versatility of it. Like, I don't know. Convenience is like always an it word. That's for real. And convenience is keeping up with something. I have to say, like as an aerobics instructor, I see people have like one change in their schedule and like their entire uh, workout regime and wellness plan is out the window like they just can't keep up yeah yeah sometimes people are like so what do I get like from personal training is of course I'm going to design a workout for you and like lead you through a workout but it's also like you get this like wellness top all around where it's like you know sometimes your real life happens and tragic things trigger warning like pet pet grief you know like if you have uh you know something happen where your pet passes away like what I do for you is I'm like I hold space for you and I'm like a part of our work together is continuing to support each other through these difficult times and knowing that like your workouts will be there for you after you make space to process your grief and be sad. Like, you know, I'm not going to be mad at you and force you like, this is all very much so queer, consensual, like compassionate, you know, that's period hard stuff. (laughs) Um, Bianca, how did you get into personal training? Oh, sometimes I don't know where to start this thread, you know, um, but I'll start at this at the very beginning. So I was, you know, my, up until now, I'm 34 years old now, um, May, 2023. And I, I, for, I think for the first time in my adult life, I'm like experiencing stable adulthood. Yeah. And in this, this is like a, on this line of my story, it's like chaos move after chaos move. 
And I found myself, you know, after college in New York City, living in New York City for five years, you know, then being in Washington, D.C., which I lived for eight years. I now live in New Mexico. I've been here for one year. Um, but I traumatically moved from D.C. to the Washington, D.C. area and started working in hospitals as like nursing support work because I thought I wanted to go to nursing school. Uh, cut to the chase. Too long. Don't read. I don't want to go to nursing school. <laughs> and I hurt my back. It's, a, it's such a difficult profession that I just couldn't cut it. I just couldn't cut it. Um, I hurt my back helping to lift a patient in a bed. And I, at that, I learned that I herniated a spinal disc, L5-S1. The pain was excruciating. I had neurological dysfunction where like the the bulging disc was compressing the nerve and I lost function of a big part of my leg. Um, and it was very, very painful. What can I say? And so they were like, the only way that you're ever going to feel any better ever is with surgery. And I'm so scared of surgery. So I didn't do that. And instead I helped myself by seeking chiropractic care, um, and, uh, exercise. So I never had surgery and I'm like fully recovered from that. So yeah, that's how I became a personal trainer. I like was like this working in a hospital sucks. I'm going to study as hard as I can to become a personal trainer. And at the very moment that like I had the light bulb go off, I remember I was at a hospital in Washington, DC. I was working in the emergency department and it's just, you know, horrible things are happening the whole time you're there, 12 hours, right? You don't, you get half an hour lunch break. You don't get to sit down. And I remember like, man, I got to get out of here. This is the emergency room is hell on earth. People here are sick and people here are injured. How can I help the most people possible avoid to the best of their ability, the emergency room by helping them to remain healthy and to get stronger? Ah, personal training. And I've been doing it six years and I love it. I love that. That's such a good way to tell the meandering story. So you're yes, just thank you. I, Thanks. One of the things also as an entrepreneur that you're going to get great at is your elevator pitch, like the who are you, what do you do, what do you offer, how'd you get there? Yeah. Kind of basic. They call it brand stories, and like sure, it makes sense. I mean, and you are now like fully mobile. You have all of the use of your leg, like because you figured out movement as medicine. Um, and yes, chiropractic care too. On top of that. Yes. And of course there's a, you know, chiropractic care can be controversial and it makes sense why it's like, a, um, you know, something that's a lot of people are skeptical about. Right. I had a very positive experience when I was young and I learned kind of like how to um, qualify my chiropractors. So, you know, that's just, that's just me. Um, yeah, I like, how do you qualify? Yeah. I like um, doctors that have been to life university and then there's another school that was like, it's like the first school of chiropractic care. I, it's somewhere in the Midwest. I cannot remember right now, but the, the, I've been to other chiropractors and they're, they're not, not as thorough. What I like about doctors from the first chiropractic school ever, and also life university is that they, you know, do um, assessments every time. They don't just like contort your body they like check ask you about your mental health take a very holistic approach because it makes sense like if your nervous system is more agitated because of like spinal misalignment 
like you might be more toward the spectrum of fight or flight, but if you can align your spine to have all of your nerves, like very healthily kind of comfortable path, then you're moving toward more toward rest and digest, which is what I learned from Dr. Ian from Sprout Chiropractic in Plymouth, Michigan. Thank you very much. Rest and digest. Rest and digest. And so that might be a good dovetail into like a huge component of my wellness wheel is like there's there's a, there's a midline in the body, right? There's like this extreme to the right and this extreme to the left. Like I, if, if we can consider this middle line as like, you know, my emotions can get super happy and then cross through average, but then get super sad and like whatever. I always just want to hold tight toward the midline, right? And for me, the way that I do this is what I learned in um IOP I went to an intensive outpatient trauma therapy program it was like Monday through Friday from like 10 to 1 or something right um because I had complex trauma PTSD and what I do now is when I have days that are unstructured could could be unstructured time I mimic the structure of IOP so I'll meet I'll like do my instead of external processing and group therapy I'll do journaling and write, write things down. How am I feeling? Checking in, head to toe, like, am I breathing? Like, how do I feel my body? What's my emotions like? Da, da, da. And then, um, of course, then I'll have my music therapy, stimulating, like, I'm trying to stimulate certain areas of my brain to turn off the hyperactive areas of my brain that are triggered during PTSD flare-up. And then, of course, doing the physical movement as therapy also for myself, because getting your heart rate up and getting your circulation going and getting more oxygen throughout your body and also working to breathe out in addition to breathing in, getting that toxic carbon dioxide out. Like it just helps me stay close to the midline. Like there's, those are all the working parts. Wow. That's actually really brilliant that there's like this framework you have high five for self-care. I see that water drinking. Uh, and the, uh, but like, also I keep, um, some, a theme that keeps coming through for me, uh, is this idea that I'm never hitting a destination. I'm experiencing a journey and what I believe success is for me. And I think everyone should define it for themselves. It's serenity. So if I can hit serenity, that is my success point. And that is really, I mean, if I boil it down, it's balance. It's like a lot of things in balance and there's other, there's stuff that can come in good and bad can crash your serenity, right? Like, like distractions are distractions. And like, if you have a good care plan for yourself, you can stay closer to your midline instead of getting so far off track when the inevitable crashes come through. Absolutely. There are so many inclinations for me to do, you know, like untherapized, like impulsive actions that um, actually don't help me in the long run. But one thing that I remember learning in an EMDR session, which is eye movement rapid desensitization therapy for trauma reprocessing. Um, I've never met anyone, by the way, who's done EMDR that wasn't raving about the results. Yeah. Uh, it was with my therapist in EMDR that we I came up with him. He and I came up with a, a, a metaphor, kind of visual for life and navigating the trauma because a part of my journey and like healing is like accepting like I'm like I'm fucking resentful that I have to do all this work you know to just to, to function 
you know, or feel okay. Like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But we got real. It's like, look, we need to face the facts. Just like I learned in cognitive behavioral therapy, focus on what we know to be true. I also like in my functional, like occupation life, have to just be real and accept the truth. And like, I know that I experience triggers as proactive and aware of them. I can be, they still affect me. Like I still, that nerve still gets like input. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the, the visual that Donardo, Donardo, okay. Mr. Donardo or Dr. Donardo, whatever your name is from Whitman Walker health in Washington, DC, <laughs> um, sailing, sailing is the perfect metaphor for life. Because in order to get from point A to point B, we can never go in a straight line because of the physics of sailing and the wind direction. We have to zig and we have to zag and we have to sail in the direction of upwind, but at an angle so that the air catches in the sail and pushes us forward. So you're moving across a midline, right? And the other thing about mother nature is sometimes in life, there's just no wind. And that's when you need to learn how to use your breath and trust and face everything that's going on um, and be patient. And like, you know, there are tests, the tests come and you can trust that as the sun will set and the sun and the the moon will come up and then it'll rise and the tides will go in and tides will go out. And sometimes the wind will pick up and you'll be able to do your healing again. And like, if you ever feel stagnant, but like, you can't go directly, don't like fool yourself. You can't go from point A to point B. It's physically impossible. You have to tack and jive, zig and zag, baby. Just I mean, keep going. You can go from point A to point B. You're just not going to go in a straight line. Correct. Yeah. You just got to figure out how to keep it moving in spite just of- Just keep moving. In spite of- That's right. Wow. I love that. Um, it's, it invites forgiveness. It invites self-compassion. Uh, yeah. It invites sustainability. It invites healing. It invites us to just actually be okay and feel safe in spite of what the truth is, you know, like, nor no matter it, it, what the truth is. It invites us to pinpoint some certainty inside this like crazy macrocosm of like, you know, corporations and like the diet industry and realizing that like, oh, I am in control of certain things. And it's like, it, but also it's not my fault that I didn't know that, you know, and just like kind of guiding people to like, here, like come toward the light. Like we're kind, we're nice. Like this is about you, like taking your power back. Yeah. And like cultivating your life force energy, like the, yeah. the documentary stats on Netflix, I love so much because he really just boils down some truths in such a good way um he's a it's jonah hill's therapist uh, i don't did you watch the oh episode? yes stuts yeah it's so good and he talks about fabulous how, how life is like pain uncertainty and um uh constant change right like there's just yes no constant yes work. like you just have to yes. do the thing right um yes also says too that like um life force energy solves about 80 five percent of your problems and like what i've discovered is like here's the five things that get you your life force energy and sustain it hydration are you getting enough sleep are you moving are you nourishing yeah you? and are you creating yeah. a relationship with yourself and your friends and like all five of those things are what help me stay the most balanced no matter what's going on and like 
figuring out like whatever you need to like support you being sustainable with that. Like I use an app called the Dailyo app, which is just like my daily self-care. Like I check off all the things and it's also a list of things when things are really hard for me, especially when I'm going through the acute stages of grief, if something big has happened. Um, and again, good things and, and bad things can throw you off. So like having this list of the things like, did I good things and bad things? Exactly. Uh Like we forget that falling in love is actually objectively quite hard. <laughs> like it's a lot of trust. Well, there's something interesting. There's something numerological going on here because you said five pillars or like five domains. Mm-hmm. And I re- just was working in therapy and I have five pillars uh, that I do my like inventory, self-inventory. And these are domains of health for myself and they're social, environmental, you know, how's did I put my clothes away? Is my, is my, would I want to have a guest over? Is my house clean? Mm-hmm. Um, emotional wellness for me, that's remaining as regulated as I possibly can using my skills, um, knowing what, how to like release that energy with physical movement. Um, and then like the fourth one is physical movement for me, like doing my pickleball because that, that ties into social mm-hmm. or like, you know, like doing pickleball also because I get sunshine for like my vitamin stuff. And then the fifth pillar is financial, of course, like, how's your financial health? Mm. So those are the five things that I check, like, oh, when I'm like, oh, how am I doing? You know, we need, if we have some sort of like manageable, like guidance, we can actually be okay. Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah, being compassionate with ourselves that like, you know, it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to assess these things. And like, you know, some stuff is totally out of our control. Um, yes. A lot of stuff is in our control and we're really socialized. Like the diet industry is just let's let's talk about the diet industry. It is go so, off. We're socialized to think that like our body is something that we're supposed to be able to control when 90% of what happens to our body is genetic. Like most pe- and also it has to do with like early socialization. If you were put on Weight Watchers as I was as a child, and or any dieting as a child, you are like way more likely to have metabolism issues later in life. So like they made you fat, you know what I mean? It's like they were trying to fight the fat and then they made you fat. Like, and all of this stuff is out of our control, but the diet industry profits off of you focusing on your body as a problem instead of just accepting and understanding that your body is just a vessel for your soul. I'm at my peak health. I've never been this healthy mentally, physically, spiritually, right? And, but- I'm still fat and like, whatever, right? Like just really figuring out that like being who you are and with, and whether or not you feel healthy or not, right? Like, but for me, like feeling healthy is such a good um, way for me to understand like, okay, I think I'm doing okay in my balance, right? Like, I think, I think I'm where I'm supposed to be. Here's the thing that's so inhumane about the diet industry is, you know, the words that they're saying with their voice is, you know, about you're talking about your physical body, right? And the size of your body and like the desirability of your body, the way that it is and like the wrongness of how you exist. And so they're talking all about your body, but actually what they're doing is like manipulating our minds, right? And so like, they're kind of causing like a lot of mental illness to like depression, anxiety, self, self, all these issues, you know, it's really uh, inhumane. Mm-hmm. 
afraid people are easier to control and they make us afraid of our own bodies. So that way we're just in this constant cycle. So we're not focused on things like toppling the patriarchy or like, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, it's so bonkers. And it's so, it's, it's so, so worthwhile to release diet culture and to do the work to like make peace with your body because there's so much more that the world needs from you. Like creativity and joy and being an active parent versus just yeah. your kids that same self-loathing that like you learn from your caregivers yeah it's dangerous when we think for ourselves though yeah um but we're here to teach people to think for them yes exactly um, okay, so when you are, so you take a day and you prioritize your mental wellness in your day, but say you're in a day where you're having a spiral, what do you do to kind of get back to center? I'm having a spiral. What I do to get back to center is like, okay, first of all, I'll intervene with myself and I'll be like, whoa, I'm okay. What can I control? Take some breaths, you know, and I'll set the timer. And if you can focus on fully inhaling and fully exhaling for three minutes, the volume, the total volume of your blood in your body does an a complete cycle throughout your entire body. And you may actually release, you know, hormones and chemicals that make you really physiologically move toward calm. Right. And so that's the first thing that I do. And then I'll use other DBT skills, dialectical behavioral therapy skills, like five, four, three, two, one. See, naming five things that I can see, um, four things you can hear, three things you can touch, two things you can smell, one thing you can taste. I don't know, something like that. Like, or another one that I'll use is like Roy G. Biv. Use my eyesight and like look around and identify something that's red, identify something that's orange, look around, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then if that's that, that's to help me get out of my head right? To stop the mental spiral. Then when I want to get back into my body, I use a tip skill, T-I-P-P from GBT therapy. Um, temperature, take a shower, really, really cold shower or a very, very hot shower, right? Um, I, tip is an acronym, T-I-P-P. I is intense exercise. Get your heart rate going, like make yourself sweat so that you actually change your blood pressure and like release chemicals that make you feel more in control and like calm and grounded. Uh, P is a pace, paired breathing, paced breathing for three minutes. And the other P is um, paired muscle relaxation. So you like squeeze muscle as hard as you can and then relax and then like go from like head to toe, right? Being really methodical about those skills is how I would like take control and um, ideally have check in, like drink water, have a snack, take a nap or play music to get my brain back online if I have to actually like be functioning but I mean this is all coming from a huge place of privilege I don't have any children you know like I have the time to take care of myself and that's not I think the typical thing for people yeah I think some of the coolest things you can do if you have kids though is to bring them into your self-care practices yeah like, yeah oh, I need to breathe right now let's breathe together I need yeah. to take a nap right now. Let's lay down together, right? Like, let's, like, just sort of incorporating them. Because I think the more kids see you being your authentic exactly. self, it's like what it's Dr. Brene Brown talks about you being your authentic self is the most, is the best parenting you can offer because that shows them uh, what they, what they need. And as someone who both 
desires to be a parent and really requires a hefty amount of self-care. Like, I mean, I build it into my work day because I can't right. be an aerobics instructor unless I'm great at caring for Bevan. And so right. like, like I've just, I've had to really think through, like, how can I even parent, you know, like release, right. absorb more responsibility for other people. But like, I'm like, actually seeing that like, oh, okay. So like, I see good parents all the time in corporate incorporate their kids into their self-care practices and also recognize boundaries. Like one of my favorite Mormon moms, she talks about, I'm not here to entertain my kids. Like she's like, they entertain themselves. Like I'm here to like, you know, make sure their basic care needs are taken care of. And she focuses on creating their independence and capability. And so yeah. like, I think I love a lot that. of us are socialized to do everything for the kids. And like, that's just a recipe for burnout. I mean, it's the same with jobs. If you do everything for your job, you're going to burn out. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, burnout. Ooh. I know a lot of people right now who are like, just quit their job or are like, I've just got to quit my job. Like the burnout, like burnout is spreading like a wildfire, you know, and it's, uh, it's like a recession year, you know, things are tough. What's the astrology behind that? I'm going to moisturize my eyes. Oh, do it. I think this is the first time on my podcast anyone has moisturized their eyes and I love it. I love I'm in the desert, that. man. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know what? I don't think it's, I think if the astrology is telling us about burnout, it's simply the age of Aquarius because we're moving into an information age. So we're having like rapid technological um, improvements in workflow and what's possible. Mm -hmm. But we have like this weird um like previous age I think it's age of Pisces is a previous age I don't understand why the ages go backwards but like this previous age was based on like top-down leadership right like think about the 80s the meanie me 80s right like that's kind of the the primo example and so now we're moving into this thing that's more collective care it's softer um we have multiple overlapping God. pandemics right and so people yeah. people's literal immune systems are deficient potentially for life after COVID exposure, even if you weren't simply. Yeah. So yeah. like German government is calling it basically COVID, you know, like, and it's so, wow, like, you can't stop getting sick. How can you possibly maintain the level that you were at in like your career? Right. Before, you know, of like course, of your body is demanding it. So I think in many ways, it's like our bodies are just externally showing what has been coming all this time and like the sick society that we have is like not sustainable so we have to figure out ways for people to literally live on 20 hours a week of work and like more people have to figure that out and like we need to have an economic shift that allows for that and which brings me to my next point <laughs> i have an unofficial theory mark my words friday may 19th 2023 this is Bianca Russo speaking. I believe there is like a silent public health crisis that we are all slowly suffocating. And I talk about this on my Instagram. You know, the people that are talking about wanting to quit their jobs or are going through difficult times at their jobs and like a round of another round of layoffs. You know, I'm like, hey, like, have you taken a, a deep breath in the past couple of days? And they're like not aware of it, right? And so all of this anxiety and all of this stress manifests in very serious ways. Because when we are anxious and we're overthinking and we're like multitasking and like totally dissociated, like doom scrolling all this stuff, 
of course you're not getting an adequate oxygen to your brain or any of the tissues in your body if you're not breathing in all the way but the importance of knowing like when you exhale all the way you're also releasing carbon dioxide right and you can do a quick quick google search what are the you know symptoms of a, a buildup of carbon dioxide you know don't give yourself like a what they call a google tumor like that's not happening to you but these are like the very extreme symptoms it's toxic y'all we gotta get it out of the body so take a deep breath in right now and all the way out prolong the exhale i learned that from adina from adina doctor somatics in washington dc that phrase prolong your exhale and if you do another one as i keep talking when you work to prolong your exhale, it engages core muscles like between all your ribs, your intercostals. And we all like want, don't we all want to have breathing muscles that have a great amount of endurance, right? So like, I think that capitalism is, is causing this like, like suffocation. C capitalism is suffocation. And like, if like, I know about this because I wear a, C a CPAP machine at night, you know, when I, before I started getting a CPAP machine, I was like tired all the time, fatigued, achy, mood issues, extremely, of course, exhausted. Like my digestion was off, you know, so we, you know, newsflash or quick reminder, oxygen is a critical for human life. Learn to connect with your breath. Wow. <sighs> Oh my god, passionate about that. I love, I love when I have an episode that makes people breathe. Um, my friend Jana, who was on a recent episode, um, in a reading for me, she said, uh, spirit says you need to start microdosing your emotions. And so I was like, oh. So then I was like, how can I microdose my emotions? And it was breath practice. So whenever I go to the restroom, I just I I have it stack. So I'm in the restroom and I started doing a stim, like at some point, just like shake it out, shake out what needs to get shaked out. Like like one of the most natural things a mammal can do is just stim is just shake out your body. Right. Yeah. My dog does it every day. Yeah. All she the time, whenever off. she needs to. Right. And so like, it's one of the most natural things we we need to do in our bodies, but it's been co colonized out of us. Right. Right. Um, so I do a little stim and just release what needs to release. And then I do three big breaths with an audible exhale and the audible stuff Good. helps to tell your body that you're safe and it helps to, yes microdose your emotions i'm someone who has really big emotions but i've been i think this is a trauma response but i'm very great in a crisis because like the big emotions come but i don't feel them i'm present for the crisis and i can handle right. it well. but then like days later i'm like why am i stressed out out of yoga class because i'm finally releasing right. and i stepped away so remembering that you take breaks and get to go to the restroom and like i was like yeah. in my like the part of my brain that still worries about what people think, right? She's a lot quieter or there, yeah, there's same. louder voices now, but she's still, yeah. there. she's like, what right. about when you live with people, Bevan, I, they're going to hear you <laughs> breathing in the bathroom. It's okay. I'm, you're allowed to be, you're allowed to exist. I'm like, the, the, I want my kids to, know to do that. You know, first of all, you're never going to have a family that like judges you for breathing audibly like the family and the love that you have in your in this universe is like people who understand the importance of you breathing audibly when you vocalize during your exhale it's stimulating your vagus nerve right the vagus nerve is the biggest nerve in the entire body it runs through everything so if you can like stimulate that in a calming manner like that's like 
a great tool to add to your quiver of wellness. Uh, I want to throw this also into our quiver because you were talking about cold showers earlier. Um, I, I picked this up in like May of 2020. So it's like during like an online wellness event and someone suggested just putting cold water on your vagus nerve, like, which is right at the back of your neck. Um, and just like 10 to 30 seconds. Um, and so I started doing it at the beginning of my showers and like, I, and I lived down the street from my mother. And at that point I had been living there for about six months. And it's so wild that like, my mom is the person who factory installed most of my triggers, right? And so, like, she can trigger me like no one else. But I have been, like, sick. I mean, the, the triggers went way down. Like, I'm rarely triggered yeah. unless it's something I really need to learn from. Because right. I do that thing every day. Like, uh, yeah. if the water needs to get hot. Because I like a cold shower. And I do cold showers therapeutically. But, like, in the winter, I live somewhere where I can't have cold water coming out of the pipes. Or it will freeze. And then I won't be able to run my sure. water. Sure. So. Sure. I do it like while the water's warming up, I just sit in the cold and just let it do its thing. And it's been such a transformational practice for me. Having a routine and knowing what works for you is a wonderful step to be at. But I think for anybody that doesn't know, like, who's like, how do I know what's going to work for me? It's about like understanding that structure that should like bring it back. Like, what are the, th like, if you have a if, uh, the privilege of going to therapy, like learn about grounding being in your body and then like structuring out your five pillars. Like, again, like mine are social, environmental, emotional, physical, and financial. Like what are the things that I need to be okay in the big picture? And then in the little picture, like, what do I need to just like be present in my body? Yeah. And how am I doing? How am I doing? Um, when you journal, what are questions you ask yourself? How do I approach journaling? Um, I kind of follow a structure that's like, I feel blank, refer to your emotion wheel, you know, and then maybe taking note of like the circumstances leading up to that or what I expect to happen in my immediate future. Um, how is my sleep quality? Um, like, did I eat today? Like, what did you eat? How do you feel physically? You know, because it's usually like, I feel emotion, right? Since so much of my life is like based around like regulating my emotions so that I can like function in society. Sometimes I have to remember that like, I have to ask myself, how do I feel in my body too? Hmm. And so then I'll be like, oh damn, like, yeah, my ass is feeling like asleep. I should really sit up, stand up and like take the dog for a walk and like get some blood flow. Oh yes. Like no, having that deeper understanding of why these skills are important helps to motivate me. Like, okay, I'll go for a walk for the dog to get my heart pumping so that my blood circulates so that my oxygen molecules travel throughout my blood and regenerate, you know, some of the like vitality in my brain or in my like back muscles that are sore, you know? I love that. Um, how, will you talk a little bit about your dog training? Because I feel like you learned a lot of good lessons from being such a boss dog trainer. Oh yeah. Shout out to Liana fit Washington, DC, best dog and cat trainer in the game. <laughs> um, I bought a package from Liana and, um, I learned the structure. I obviously like I'm Sagittarius, like neurodivergent queer person. Like I'm, I'm what I, what's working for me. I'm binging out on structure. Okay. So Liana taught me what to say to the dog, what word, 
immediately like when to say it or excuse me precisely when to say that word how to say that word and then what to do right away after you say that word right it's like give the treat right so it was so it, it was a unique experience because i did get the dog immediately after, like at the end of my marriage into my divorce right before covid began and I was, so I was kind of like living on my own in the quarantine after the divorce. And I had this new dog and I had nothing, no one to, I, I only had her. So we focused on training and um, it was wonderful for our bond. And so she, we, we worked on sit and down and, you know, show your belly and paw and all these kind of weird things. But um, the more aptitude she developed for those basics, I would get more creative with it. And so I was fucking bored and I would use some of my fitness equipment and like cue her to like jump up on top of things. And now I've cued her to like jump on top of me. And the daily repetition of these basic skills and like finding an environment, it's like the same fundamental skill, but like a little more challenging, a little more challenging. She, I actually now have her trained as my service dog and she um, performs uh, pressure therapy for me for my psychiatric conditions. What is pressure therapy? So pressure therapy is I'll have her, you know, I have different pressure points for me that I feel soothing, you know, and I, so if I am having, uh, you know, like dissociation and like uncomfortable out of like physical uh, symptoms from a PTSD flare up or anxiety attack, I feel comforted having pressure on my sternum. There are so many nerve endings on your sternum. I learned that when I was working in the hospital, you give someone a sternum rub to see if they're, ah, are they just like awake or are they needing serious care sternum rub a lot of nerve endings so the dog i cue her i say the word pressed p-r-e-s-s -S, and she'll she'll walk up and she'll just i'll be laying on the ground and she'll stand on me and she'll stay or you know like on my thighs if i'm sitting down um and when she does that i just she just stays there until i release her verbally and i do my breathing and it feels like i it, first of all obviously like the pressure somatically is effective but like truly it's therapeutic to not be alone and like someone's listening to me you know and I am in control of something it is my service dog so it feels very holistically beneficial for the both of us because the dog is a pack animal the dog loves to have an alpha like the dog always wants to know what to do and like she's a very very happy dog because of her training and we just took it a step further oh I love that and her name is Coco. yeah yeah, her name is Koki. She's from Puerto Rico. Um, and she came with the name Bean. And I decided I shall not call you Bean. And uh, when I was in Puerto Rico, when I got her, the regional frog was going like this. Let's see if I can whistle. So it sounds like that. That's what the frog sounds like. And they were so loud. They were like all around me. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, name me Koki. And so that's the whistle that I do when I call her. Oh my God. Wow. I can't even hear that whistle on Zoom. Um, oh, let me try one more time. Okay. Nope. <laughs> I mean, Zoom is like, has special formulas to like get the background noise out. So they must uh, assume we don't want frogs on, but That's rude. I'm going to tell a totally unrelated, but related stories this morning um, as I was waking up. Cause I like to build in part of my mental health practice is to have a gentle morning. And so I build in a lot of laying time in, in my morning while I adjust to the trauma of waking up. And yeah. um, I was hearing a frog this morning, which is unusual in the morning, right? Like they're usually a nighttime thing. Right. Um, and they're usually far away. 
they're not like in my garden, but I do enjoy frogs visiting my garden. So I heard this frog like pretty close to my bedroom window. And I was like, that's interesting. And like, you know, so I just didn't think much of it. And then this morning it was nice and gray. So I was out working in, in gay gardens, which is the name for my gardens. And I, I love it. I moved uh, my uh, my one of my soil bags, and I found a little green frog. It was so teeny tiny, and it was my frog friend who woke me up this morning. Part of my wake up. Wait, I think that's really sweet. I love that the frog friend. I do call Koki a frog dog because obviously rhymes are fun, mm-hmm. but that's so cute. I love a little creature. Yeah, oh, I like to say I like to say I am a child of this earth. Just let me connect with nature. Oh, it's so healing. Like the other day I had, um, I feel like May is migraine month uh, for Bevan. Like it's like the the diciest time for my allergies. And like, I still am wondering why God would make me allergic to the thing I love most, which is nature. Um, oh, it's tragic. It is, but because like. You're, because you're a heroine. Because I'm a heroine. Yeah. You need to have a tragic narrative. Fair, fair. Um, luckily, I can be a cyborg and <laughs> use my allergy meds and my various things that like help me like regulate my mucus uh, and like urinary, yeah. right? Like, there's a lot of activity I do too that helps me. Yeah. But um, I, I like, I got like, you know how like I don't know if you get migraines, but when like it's like I didn't get a full blown migraine, but I almost did, and so it's like I felt the shadow pain all day long. So I was just, I finally got home. I had been traveling overnight and like part of why like it got bad as it did was because I just didn't have access to all of my potions. I just had some of them, right? Sure. So I get home and one of my potions is going to be in the forest. So I was in the forest and I took my shoes off and like put my feet on the ground and I felt an immediate shift in how I was feeling. It was like, like, I'm telling you, I know people oh. get grass, but like it's medicine, like that mycelial network, like can get you some healing. And yes, here. let's. Let's also talk about the, the the beautiful harmony between what you said, but also the amount of nerve endings that there are on the bottom of your feet. I think maybe I'm completely wrong, but I'm, I'm being pulled to the number 9,000. Is it 9,000 nerve endings in the bottom of the feet? Somebody tell me, Google it. I don't know. There's I'm a not- lot of nerve endings. So stimulating <laughs> your nervous system and like getting that new type of input for your brain is like, you know, that's, that's energy that's uh cerebral like capacity that's not being anxious it's like allocates a different amount of energy toward uh, sensory input in your parietal lobe i think yeah. you know, smelling stuff aromatherapy we haven't even talked about aromatherapy yet i have been like let's just geek out about aromatherapy I what's been- your favorite scent um, I think we got to say rose because I'm very rose. Cute. I identified rose cords for yes. in general, but I also love patchouli. Um, okay. My first girlfriend wore patchouli musk. And so it's like, it just reminds me of, you know, love. <laughs> in love. Yeah. I, I started, oh, I, last time we were, t- last time we were talking, Bev and I was telling you about my new facial, facial routine, like cleaning yes. my sunscreen off my face. Uh-huh. So like um, the, oil-based cleanser that I use it smells like rose hips and I absolutely love that smell but the body wash that I use is tea tree so I feel like when I'm washing my face and like really close to my nose I like that comfort mm-hmm. but there's a different type of comfort and I do quite enjoy the aroma of the more citrus end of things including tea tree but like bergamot and lime it feels very cleansing so I like I like scents that are comforting like rose hips and also cleansing like citrus 
Yes. Mm, let me get some lemon and orange. Uh, I love all the citrusy things. Like that's the kind of weed I like. I like to smoke sativa. Me too. I'm a depressed Same. babe. And like, I like the, I like the uplift. High five. Depressed babes, high five. Yes. <laughs> and like, and I also love just smelling the medicine, like to know, like I like to have a few strains on hand to just like have my, my little intuition and my, my sense know what yeah. is that I need right now. Um, yeah. I really also just am really embracing just scents and oils and ritual and um, burning incense in my home and like just shifting the vibe. This is another thing referencing one of my readings from Jana, but she had said like, you're going to fall in love a lot this year. So like uh, you're going to have trouble working, which is true. Like my brain gets very hijacked by love and like, yeah, um, cause I can have like 30 thoughts at once. And like, if I'm falling in love with someone, that's one of the thoughts all the time. I just, I'm never, yeah, of course. Um, so like, she said, like, yeah, fixate totally. And like, and it's part of my genius and I don't want to turn it off because like, it's also how sure. I'm created aerobics, but like, yeah Um, burning incense is also a way for me to like reclaim my space and like what I'm doing at this moment so I have like a scent for rest and I have a scent for work and like yeah giving myself like and the sensuous experience too we're in Taurus season the sensuous experience of like having scented oils like um Fatima from Path of Awakenings like um I won a giveaway and I got this amazing airy season thing I actually burned some of the dragon's blood incense she sent me uh for this talk because you're such a double fire whiz kid um but what I I love what you said about compartmentalizing your like scent menu for whichever like like chapter of your day you're in yeah that's really cool that's really cool it's also part of tantra too is they teach you to like have a five sensory plan for your environment like just what you were Mm -hmm. talking about like putting your clothes away being right like like the visuals the lighting like we were even talking about your lighting before we started recording that this is your uh is this your personal lighting is this what you you called it your personality lighting personality lighting like in the in the house where I do the personal training I have the ring light that's the professional light mm-hmm. and this is my personality light for for Bevan of course yes and, and <laughs> all of the listeners um yes and it's also where you go to like play your guitar and vibe Yes, it's where I, it's the she shed where I hang out, you know, um, the music project that I'm working on, it's currently solo, maybe made a new friend who's going to do music with me, but I'm in search of stylists. I'm in search of set designers and I'm in search of other musicians for drum roll, please. Daikang. So I want to tell you. Say it again. Say it again. My band is called Daikang. Yes, I like that there's a gesture. Yes. So the, let me tell you the story about Daikang if you're interested, shall I? Please. So here I am, my hopefully my last chaotic move from Washington, D.C. to New Mexico here in Albuquerque area. Um, boy, I, you know, I'm an East Coast babe, okay? New Jersey, New York, Washington, D.C. And now here I am in the Southwest, and I don't know if it's something about me, me or my where I am in my life but I have I'm having a hard time making friends Mm -hmm. meeting peers has been difficult there are circumstances unique to my life that like okay yeah my business is based in Washington DC and I didn't want to change the hours 7 a.m to noon eastern time which means that I work 5 a.m to 10 a.m mountain time I I consider myself free 
retired, like pre-retired, where it's like, I work, but like, you know, I have a little preview because I'm done by 10. The beauty for me is as a bona fide pickleball fanatic, I can play six, seven days a week if I want to. And I do play a lot. But the downfall is that nobody who's 34 or my age, like typically is available during those times. And I can't hang out after work because I need to go to bed because I wake up at four. What so, time do you go to bed to wake up at four? Between nine and 10. That's I mean, mountain time. God, I, I think, need my eight hours. I mean, I need nine to 10 hours. So I might have to go to bed at like, you know, seven. Yeah, it makes working on the West Coast difficult for me. So, like, if I'm going to the West Pacific time zone, like, I can't. Like, I'll feel sick. I did it once when I was in San Diego, and I did not feel good after. Um, what was my point? Uh, Daikang, you were making friends. Oh, yeah. So, I was not making friends was the issue. Yeah. So, I went on to this, you know, there's, like, New York Queer Exchange and, like, DC Queer Exchange on Facebook. Mm -hmm. In Albuquerque, the Facebook group is called Albuquerque horrible name first of all i love that name. no we hate i it. love it i hate it i'm i'm i love that we disagree Albert Quirky. <laughs> let, me tell you, let me tell you why i'm fussy about it or uh why i'm cranky about it because i liked it at first when i was involved and included but i have a friend this person is a trans woman and her and her roommate um who is a cis woman this is this matters to the point of the story they were looking for an additional roommate and they wanted women only that is fair and somebody commented on the post in Albuquerque and they are acting out. I'm sorry for the issue and pain that they were having, but they were saying, this is so uh, trans exclusion, trans mask guy exclusionary. And it's like, can we not with the toxic misogyny right now, like trans misogyny right now, like sh these women are allowed to like say who they want to be their roommate for safety. And I stood, so I stood up and commented, we both got kicked out of the group. We got canceled. Wow. So I'm like, I had a panic attack. I'm like, I'm in this new city. It's like, I use the internet to find friends. I'm a millennial. I was born in 88. Like, I, I was like, now what am I supposed to do? So I, I went to this other, I did try to do a meetup loser. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to make my band and it's going to be called Dyke Hang. And so anybody who like is a dyke or likes dykes is going to come to hang out with me and I'll make friends being in the band, maybe, hopefully. Okay, I just want to say I'm not on the side of uh, like overzealous moderators in Albuquerque, even though I I, I like the pun, but and the word use. Sure, sure. Uh, and I love that Dyke Hang is your band, and it's like you know a way to make friends and connect. And even if it's just you alone, it's still a Dyke Hanging. And, yeah. Um, I'm glad that you stood up for someone's right to like decide who they want to live with, like, um. And man, just stop trying to insert yourself. This is just a message. Super weird. You don't, you don't have to be included in everything. Sorry. You exactly. know, exactly. it's not about you. It's not about you. Go find your people. Um, that's bonkers, but I'm sorry that happened. And I'm glad that you stand up for the right thing. And thanks. I'm sure there will be an online thing. I mean, Facebook is so over too. Anyway, like let's talk about discord, which is really the wave of the future. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the the two because I I know that I can be like very wordy and I can speak like superfluously like all these like too much detail but like to 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 really bundle it nicely like the two things and I talked about this on my Insta the other day Beth I remember the two things that I need to feel well 
are physical activity and creative stimulation. Mm-hmm. And like, as long as I'm social and like clean and eating, I just want to be good and kind. And um, when it comes to like my work as a personal trainer, it's just like, I just want to be like the, whatever the opposite of a gatekeeper is. I'm like the gate tender where I'm like, yes, cross this journey, do this thing. Like you are capable. And then I let go of the, the bicycle seat and then they go on two wheels on their own into their life, knowing that they're empowered and capable. Yes. A gate tender, uh, (laughs) operator. I don't know. Like, um, like you're helping people cross, like, it's almost like you're a fairy, uh, moving from one side of the river to another, just like helping people cross into. Yes. I'm a fitness fairy. Thank you very much. Fitness fairy. There we go. (laughs) Fitness fairy who can function as a, as a, like a physical activity dom, like, exercise top Uh if you need that (laughs) yeah if you need that and then when I'm when I'm I'm joking and what I really mean is like I'm gonna just take care of the designing you just have to do what I say just do the moves show up on time Mm -hmm. have let's have a good time make a cute playlist I'll put a Spotify on for you that's the fun part people make their own playlist and then we'll just we'll do the reps you know we'll get to chit chat so it's not horrible like, yeah, you're going to work hard, but like, I'm never going to yell at you. It's like, hang around, moving some, doing some moves with your pal. That's mm-hmm. what it's like, working out with Bianca Russo. Um, Bianca and I are both Mercury and Sagittarius. So that's like, why say something in 30 seconds when you can take an hour? Um, exactly. I'm going to take the long way and I'm going to make it funny. See crow. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to make connections. Uh-huh. You got to just, you got to keep up. Uh-huh. We're going to have like 50 conversations at once in this ribbon dance. And we're going to like, uh, I have to give credit to Patrick uh, Walden who gave me the ADHD ribbon dance language, but like the ribbon dance is there. And I want to yeah. my ribbon dance about Fatima from Path of Awakenings. It's a medical oh. shop in uh, New Orleans. And in Pardon this me. package was this Lilith oil and she makes these amazing oils. I don't even know what the scent is, but like when I put it on, I smell like someone I want to snuggle with. You know what I mean? It's like, have you ever Ooh. sat next to someone on a couch and you're like, I just want to snuggle this person. And it's like, the scent is so yummy. Like, it's like sweet and like floral and almost cloying, you know, but like not too much. Um, But it like pushes Ooh. the boundaries. And like, it's such, for me as like a scent obsessed babe, who's like really into sense for my mental wellness these days. It's like, I, yes, I want to smell like someone I want to cuddle because like, that's who I am. Right. Like, yeah. Cuddle, like, yeah, they're the, the sense the, the power of sense is like uh direct to the brain. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm so, I so deeply apologize. I interrupted you, Bevan. Oh, did I interrupt that story? Okay. No. Um, and also it's our podcast so we just get to talk yeah. excitedly at each other as friends um I want to wrap <laughs> up Bianca Ruth, yes. is there anything else you wanted to talk about or any parting words you have for our podcast uh homies well I want to thank you for listening and for trusting that like anything that I had to say could hopefully possibly be of value to you um and if you're looking to get more active in addition to Becca Dance Party Aerobics with Bevan, you should Google pickleball near me. Ooh. It's America's fastest growing sport. It's so much fun. And like you can be any age and have such a great time playing pickleball. <laughs> I love in our next episode, in, 
<laughs> in our next episode, I'll give you a full complete history of the sport starting in 1965. <laughs> um, I, I love that you were like, let me just end this by giving you my endorsement for pickleball. Um, <laughs> and I will say, I, anyone I know who does pickleball is really into pickleball. And so clearly there's something... Uh, that is worthy of your hyper focus in the sport it's so fun and like let me tell you every pickleballer needs a bay and bay doesn't have to play pickleball we're looking for sideline bays all the time like I want someone to come watch me play pickleball you know like you can make friends you can have homies you can go get a suntan you can sit under a parasol on the bleachers like have some snacks like just come hang come be outside there's like there's always like a, a positive like vibe and energy around it's very fan oriented and fun I'm obsessed with pickleball it is my true drug and were you I mean it's, it's arm reduced from other drugs were you the person yeah. that that told me that bay is defined as before anyone else I'm I don't remember if I said that Bevan I don't I don't remember someone told me recently that bay stands for before anyone else and I was like oh that makes sense I, it could have been me, but I did not, I don't feel confident and I can't take credit. That's all right. It was someone on an IG story sometime, but um, thank you, Bianca, for your friendship <laughs> and this joyful hour we spent together. I love you so much. I'm so proud of you how far you've come and like everything you, you've done to stabilize your mental health in the last couple of years, like making big choices to move across the country so that you could attain that 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 rootedness that you needed so that you could have your wellness because you deserve it and you're worth it. well thank you so much and you know there's been a few friends along the way they're like you're so nice I have to shout you out like you are very patient and considerate and empathetic and like straight up like kind and I want to thank you so I appreciate you Bevan uh, love you so much Bianca yeah uh, all you. the links for Bianca are in the show notes and thanks for tuning in bye everybody bye